0: Welcome to or welcome back to the Fitness Empowerment Podcast. I'm Danny Phillips, the Diet Doc of Shreveport-Bosier, Certified Personal Trainer and Fitness Nutrition Specialist, Nationally Qualified NPC Bikini Bodybuilder, Social Media Content Creator and Lifestyle Entrepreneur. I am here to bring you that empowering nudge you've been searching for to take your next leap of strength in your fitness and health journey. My goal is to give you the tools to success along your journey so that when you have a question or an idea, know where to go and no longer feel helpless or overwhelmed with where or how to start. Let's dive in to today's topic. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to today's topic, which is fitness and nutrition tips for pregnancy. Yay. Okay, so I have to at this real quick. So mom, dad, Martha, that's my mother-in-law. If you are listening to this and I know you're just itching for a grandchild, but I hate to disappoint you guys. I am not pregnant. However, (laughs) I do from time to time have pregnant clients. So this is for you. If you are pregnant or perhaps it's your wife or a girlfriend or a daughter. Okay. You get what I'm saying. If you're not pregnant, you might know someone who is so stick around and you just might learn something that you can pass along to them. Recently, I had a client who messaged me prior to the official start of her program date. And as you can imagine, she said something to the effect of, "Danny, I'm pregnant and I don't know if I can do this program. What should I do? Now, if you've listened to some of the earlier podcasts I put on the Anchor app, then you know I have done an episode on why the right timing for your diet is now. And when I say diet, I don't necessarily mean a period of time where you are restricting calories and macronutrients, a.k.a. you're in a caloric deficit and you are trying to lose weight or body fat for a specific period of time. I mean the nutrition, lifestyle, and regimen you are currently following day to day, hopefully consistently. That's the first misconception I kind of want to debunk here. So I told this particular client, I said, first of all, congratulations. Second of all, no worries. We will easily adjust the programming you are going to be on to focus on intaking lots of nutrient-dense foods and keeping those pregnancy cravings in mind um, and actually focusing on what your body needs to grow another human being inside of you. She appeared relieved and is doing well in her program, so I'm super glad that she asked that question. Pro tip. The more questions you ask your coach or your trainer, the more you will learn and the more you will get out of your program. The opposite, however, is also true. Back to pregnancy. Okay, so I have a few tips today to share with you, and I've learned this information through my training with ACE, the American Council on Exercise, and my coaches and mentors within the Diet Doc. Shout out to Dr. Joe Klenczewski and Dr. Corey Probst. Just to disclose here, I am not a doctor, so please take this information that you hear today and bring it with you to your doctor um, to discuss how to best apply it for your particular situation. Okay, tip number one, it's okay to exercise and it's actually encouraged during your pregnancy. Of course. You want to take it down a notch if you're usually in the gym, like powerlifting or bodybuilding five to six times per week, Um, but doing a low to moderate intensity workout three to four times per week is really a great thing, um, even up until the birth of your child. Yes, your body may not like it. You may feel tired. You may have other complications, but if you don't and you are simply thinking, oh, I'm pregnant, so I can't work out, well, you may rest assured. Your body will appreciate the workouts instead of you taking a nine month sabbatical during your pregnancy. Some of the benefits of exercise during pregnancy include um, (laughs) there's quite a few of them, but improving your fitness, obviously, preventing urinary incontinence and back pain, lessening swelling and constipation, improving energy, improving your mood and your sleep, promoting muscle strength and endurance helping prevent the risk of gestational diabetes, and promoting faster labor. And who doesn't want that, right? Now if you do participate in a sport that you're questioning continuing during your pregnancy, say something really intense um, like rugby or maybe horseback riding, please talk to your obstetrician or gynecologist and they can help you decide whether it's a good idea or not to continue with that particular sport. Tip two. Aerobic exercise versus muscular strengthening during pregnancy. Either way, you should consider a combination of the two. If you consider yourself fairly sedentary most of the time, then incorporate about 30 to 45 minutes of light to moderate aerobic exercise or more cardio based exercise about three to five times per week. This could be walking, swimming, biking, etc. If you've been fairly active leading up to your pregnancy, then 45 to 60 minutes of moderate to intense aerobic exercise four to six times per week is better for you. Again, for those who usually um, are not so active, add in one to two days per week of light weight lifting or resistance training, meaning choose eight to 10 different exercises and do about two sets of each of them. For those of you who are previous, were previously active, then two to three days per week of weightlifting or resistance training, choose eight to 10 exercises, about three to four sets of each. Now a little side note here, please use your common sense with these recommendations. If you haven't been to the gym in like three years and you're thinking, Danny, are you sure you really want me to get in the gym like three to five days per week for cardio and add in some weightlifting, like that's going to be a big jump. Yes, you're right. So start off with one or two days per week. Do what you can and build from there. Tip three, nutrition and hydration during pregnancy. Your nutritional and hydration needs increase during pregnancy. I'm sure I don't need to remind you, but there are two people you are feeding and hydrating. In general, you're going to need to increase your nutrition intake slowly but surely throughout your pregnancy. Your nutritional needs will increase with each trimester. So it's recommended that you increase your calories by about 300 calories per day um, in your second trimester, and then about 450 calories in your third trimester. However, transition-wise, during each trimester, you may want to increase 100 to 200 calories per trimester so that it's not a huge shock to your system, um, all of a sudden overloading it with 450 calories more per day. Now, if you aren't currently tracking your food, and you like math, and you're kind of nerdy, and you're considering becoming pregnant, then I suggest you start tracking with the app MyFitnessPal to track your calorie and macronutrient intake. Tip four, supplements. I won't give you a lengthy list here of all the prenatal vitamins and supplements you may need. That is for your doctor to do, but one in particular you will need more of is folic acid, about 600 micrograms per day. Why, you may ask? It reduces the risk of neural tube defects if taken prior to conception and through the sixth week of pregnancy. And it might reduce some birth defects later on down the road too. So all good things, right? You can get folic acid from the following types of foods, but again, talk to your primary care physician to see exactly how much he wants he or she wants you to have and how they want you to intake it. But you can get it from leafy green vegetables, citrus fruits like oranges, um, beans, breads, cereals, rice, um, and different pastas. So that's where you got to check the nutrition labels. Tip five, what to avoid. Some of these will probably seem like very common sense to you. So if they are, then, you know, great. You just got a refresher. If not, then you've learned something new. So caffeine alcohol and tobacco, soft cheeses not made with pasteurized milk, improper food handling, deli meats, unless they've been reheated to steaming hot. So if you like, you know, bologna, then you may need to start liking fried bologna, raw or unpasteurized milk or milk products, raw eggs, uncooked meats, unpasteurized juice, raw sprouts and raw or uncooked fish, litter boxes, handling pets around food, shark, swordfish, king mackerel, tilefish, really you just need to be cautious to minimize your fish or shellfish intake to about 6 to 12 ounces um, per week and check on those mercury levels. Definitely go with wild caught fish if you can as opposed to uh, farm fish if you have the option. Now tip six. This is probably people's most favorite part of being pregnant, and that is your metabolism changes due to all these physiological adaptations. So your metabolism can be boosted about 15 to 20% starting around your fourth month of pregnancy, and it might stay that way until about one week postpartum if you're not breastfeeding. If you are breastfeeding, then your maternal metabolism will stay increased more than likely for the duration of your time breastfeeding. This being said just because you have an increased metabolism and are eating for two doesn't mean you can eat junk food all day to satisfy your cravings. Having some fun treats here and there is totally fine, but the majority of your nutrition intake should be whole nutrient dense foods that are minimally processed um, if processed at all. So to get an idea of how much weight you could expect to gain, it kind of ranges, but on the low end, So, say you started off being considered underweight prior to pregnancy or less than 18.5% BMI, then anywhere from 28 to 40 pounds is a recommended weight gain. If you are overweight prior to pregnancy or anywhere from 25 to 29.9% BMI, then 15 to 25 pounds is what you might expect to gain. You can kind of fill in the gaps from there if you are a normal weight or if you are obese. The more you weigh, the less weight you need to gain during pregnancy. Tip seven, this tip is for those of you who are tracking your macronutrients or who are tracking calories and looking to be a little bit more specific. Um, The RDA or recommended dietary um, allowance for protein intake is 0.8 grams per kilogram of body weight. That is a minimum amount that your body needs and research has proven that what is optimal is about two times the RDA. So when trying to use that when um, trying to figure out your protein in- intake, so double double the RDA. For fat intake, it's essential during pregnancy to increase fats a little bit to f- ensure that you're getting enough essential fatty acids. So. I would suggest, um, 30% of your overall calories is a good place to aim for as far as fat calories go. Um, after you've figured out your protein and your fat grams and calories, then the rest of your calories can go to those delicious things we call carbs. So those are our, my seven tips for the day. Um, fun fact though, ketogenic diets seem to be just ever popular these days. And you know, for good reason, they have a lot of health benefits, but I thought I would mention this as far as I know. And from my reading and research, a ketogenic diet um, is a high fat, moderate protein, low to minimal carb diet, and it is not recommended for pregnant women. As that can lead to an increased risk of preterm delivery so definitely not optimal from what the current research shows so in case you are on a ketogenic diet or considering one if you are considering being pregnant you may want to reconsider the ketogenic diet okay So to quickly recap everyone, I have just gone over seven tips plus some fun facts for those of you who are pregnant or looking to become pregnant and want a little bit of info on how your nutrition and fitness may change. The long and short of it is not a ton is going to change. If you already live a healthy and active lifestyle, your workout intensities will decrease and your nutritional needs will increase over the course of your pregnancy, but it's, it might not be too crazy. I say this like I know, again, I haven't been through it, but perhaps one day. If you haven't previously focused on your nutrition or fitness, and now that you are pregnant, you have found a new appreciation for your health, um, you now have a bunch of different ways to adapt into a new lifestyle, and your physician is going to be super proud of you for showing up to their office with a game plan. I certainly hope this was helpful for you in some way, shape or form. And I hope you enjoyed this chat about pregnancy, nutrition, and fitness. If you are still listening and you enjoyed this message and would like to know how you can help support this podcast, then I simply ask you to share it on your social media so that others may find it and benefit from this information as well. Thank you so much and I can't wait to chat with you all in the next episode. I'll be sharing some tips on how to maintain your health while on vacation specifically at Disney. So make sure you subscribe to this podcast and check back next Sunday. Thank you so much for spending time with me today and listening to the fitness empowerment podcast. If you felt empowered to make a change in your life and take the next step on your health and fitness journey, then please do me a favor and take a moment to share this episode with a friend who needs to hear this message. This podcast is available on anchor, which shares to pocket cast and Google play as well as on soundcloud.